Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome in, everybody, to the Pump Fake. Jared Bailey with you as always. Joining me for the second time, Diamador Lenore, 49ers cornerback. What's going on, brother? How are you? I'm doing good. How are you? Oh man, I'm uh, I'm living the dream. It's starting to you know turn from winter to summertime on this side of the world. Uh, 49ers getting uh some practice in now. How does it feel to be back on the field? Oh, uh, it feels good, man. I, I missed it. Uh, you know, just being where we was last year and we got so close to winning the Super Bowl, well, getting there. Um, I'm just ready to ready to win. Are you tired of hearing about that, by the way? Because I feel like after that entire after that game, I felt like for like the the next two weeks, it was just nonstop. You know, guys getting asked about it. I mean, did that kind of get on your nerves a little bit? Uh, it didn't bother me too much, just knowing how how the game went and like just how everything just played out. Like it didn't bother me too much, but I still had that like that feeling like that I wanted to win that game still. Yeah, I mean, when when you have to end up using your your star running back as a quarterback at some point in that game, uh, yeah, there's a lot of things that you know you wish you could have wish would have went a little bit differently. I assume. Yeah, for sure. But we talk about getting back in the field. Uh, last time we talked, I think it was actually the day before or after your birthday. It was the game after the Carolina game going into yeah. Atlanta. Um, and we had talked about D'Amico Ryans and how instrumental he was to, to your guys' success and whatnot. How different is it going to be this season without him on the sideline? Uh, I mean, you know, we got uh, Coach Wilk uh, from Carolina yeah. uh, coming in. So I think I think there there ain't going to be no drop off, you know, just just seeing how he see the game and what he's been teaching us so far has been spot on with like concepts with just reading the quarterback is it's kind of it was like kind of it was like no drop off like for with him being in in the meeting room and just how he just caught the attention of the whole defense was like stood out to me yeah we touched on that that Eagles game a little bit but uh somebody from that team is now in San Francisco with you bringing over Javon Hargrave to put next to you know Nick Bosa and and that front seven it was already a just dominant unit that you guys had and then you bring in a guy like Javon. How's that? What's that do for the mentality of your defense? Um, I mean, for for the DVs, I mean, it's a blessing. You know, we ain't got to cover for that long. But uh, I know I, I know he's going to get after it. Uh, just watching this tape, you know, he a dog. And uh, just playing playing against him, you know, he played pretty good, a, a good a good game versus us. So I know once he, once he get rocking and rolling and just built a camaraderie with the defense that he's going to fit right in. And you mentioned uh, not covering for very long. Uh, I think having, you know, pass rushers and, and whatnot that are on that level definitely are, are DB's best friend. But you yourself, you really came into your own when it mattered most, having a couple interceptions in the postseason uh, a few months back. Uh, did you did something change for you Did you know, to kick it into a high gear when the lights were the brightest? Uh, I mean, I just really just. uh locked in and just made it just made it just made it simple for me uh just trusting my eyes and just trusting my ability and just studying and had a lot of film work by the way i feel i feel my apologies we're just gonna put this away for a minute yeah just gonna hide that. <laughs> i see i seen that i ain't say nothing <laughs> <laughs> 
I've seen it the first. It, you know, we're, we're, what we're gonna do? We're gonna we're gonna bring this one over and just kind of we're gonna act like it didn't happen. All right, fresh start, <laughs> fresh start all together. So I'll get a I'll get a 49ers 49ers helmet to put there just for you. How's that sound? Yeah, it is. Yeah, we need a Niner helmet right there. That's fine. Well, I'll I'll uh, I'll get the company to to write that down for me and send me send me some fresh helmets. <laughs> uh, but uh the nfl draft starting tomorrow um obviously being that you're a younger player what was it like for you uh coming into the league what was the process like and uh break down what some of these guys have gone through over the past few months and what getting that call is like knowing that you're now part of an nfl team i mean so with me like i didn't i didn't really know if i was gonna be like a high draft pick or you know i, I you nobody really knows i sure. mean besides like the guys that go first round and uh, kind of the guys that slip, that's supposed to go first round that slip to the second. Mm-hmm. So they kind of got an idea, but like for the guys that's like late draft, uh, late round draft picks, like how I was like, I know, I know just like seeing they, they, they fall in, in, in different spots. Like, so you look at some of the mock drafts, they don't have your name on there. And I, I just, it, it's kind of, it's, it's, it's a stressful, like it's a stressful month. For real, like just being just all that pressure, you know, uh, just not knowing if you're going to get picked, you know, because it's kind of like out of your control. It's just like if they call your name, then you got that blessing. So it's kind of it's kind of stressful for, for guys just, you know, just this week, you know, your life could change forever. So I, it's just it's, it's a good it's a crazy it's a good feeling to have, but it's kind of stressful at the same time. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. You, I mean, you partook in a few. You were in Mobile for the Senior Bowl that year, weren't you? You were you were down in Mobile. Oh no, no, no! I didn't. No? I didn't get invited to the Senior Bowl. No. Oh man, who? I must have got you confused with somebody else. Well, regardless. So you said not seeing name on mock drafts. Is that something that guys pay attention to? Because everybody in this business who who does a trillion mock drafts, if they hear Diamador Lenore say that, yeah, we look at those, they won't shut up about it for the next year. So is that something yeah, that you sure. can confirm? <laughs> sure. Like just knowing that you got that you able to to be in the NFL and just Google your name. Guys are for sure Googling their name to look at mock drafts. hundred <laughs> percent. I I'll mean, I, I did, I did, I did the same thing. So just Googling to see this motherfucker has me as a seventh round draft pick. I'll prove his ass wrong. Yeah. And then just looking just to see where you at, like kind of just like it kind of motivates you in a, in a way too. No, that makes sense. Um, I, I appreciate that openness, though, because any other I feel like most guys are like, oh, no, we don't pay attention to the outside noise. And it? it's good to hear like, yeah, I pay attention to that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. They do. So going from college to the NFL, tell me a moment where you were like, oh, shit, this is this is different. Uh, I don't think I got that moment yet. Just no, nah, it was just like. I was I was, like when I first got here, I was like just seeing all the players that I used to play with on Madden. It was crazy. Like I think I was just I think I was more excited, more excited to play like on this defense than more of like being scared or uh, like thinking like oh I'm not ready for this. Like I was more I was more excited. Like I was happy. Was there a moment where you were starstruck by a guy that you met? Um, I. I would say on on draft on draft day, like right after I got drafted, 
uh, George Kittle text me. Mm. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> like, I was, I was like, wow. Is he as much of a character in the locker room as he is, you know, to the outside eyes? Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. He, that's that's just him. And, like, everybody embraced it, though. I mean, he cool. So we're talking about this offense. Um, not obviously a ton went into the offense last year. You start off the season with Trey Lance, who goes down with injury, and then Jimmy, and then eventually Jimmy goes down, and then Brock comes in. You guys go on this incredible run. Um, it feels like there's just been question marks around who's going to be the full-time guy in San Francisco for the last couple years. Um, you know, last year was, okay, it's going to be Jimmy or Trey. And now it's looking, okay, is it going to be Trey or Brock? Um, in terms of the confidence level that you have, I mean, there's got to be a confidence level for both of them after the way that both of them have played with the time they've been given. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, those both, they both guys, they both competitors for sure. Uh, it, this is going to be something to see. I mean, it, you know, I'm just I just backpedal. <laughs> <laughs> so d- defensive players, I mean, I assume the mentality for, for you guys is a little bit different than for someone like Kittle or someone like Debo who got to catch the passes from these guys. But for you, I mean, do you have we've seen John Lynch, your general manager, say that, you know, Brock's kind of earned the right to be in a leader in the clubhouse right now. But I mean, is there a preference for you? No, nah, there's no preference because I know both of them going to do their their assignment and I know they're going to get the job done. So it's like it's just up to I'll just be worried about defense and what you know, how to get a turnover, you know, to help them, you know, succeed. For you, you look at this defense and what they did last year, it was incredible in terms of um, rankings and just about every major defensive category being near the top of the league. How do you look to improve on something like that after a season that was as close to perfection as you can get as a defense? Like, how do you go in and say, okay, what can we really get better at and how do we get better at it? Um, one, win the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And, and two, uh, we just do the, we do the same thing again. And then we try to, we try to be better, you know, uh, give up less, less yards, you know, uh, make more plays on the ball. You know, it's still stuff to work. It's always something to work on. But I would say the first goal for us is to win the Super Bowl because we've been close too many times. Does being close that many times just give you that more just like, damn, like if we can just do everything just that a little bit better and get like, does that put something even more in you than rather if you were just, you know, a, a nine and eight team that was, you know, kind of middle of the road? Yeah, for sure. That's yeah, that's that's for sure. Like it just make us it just make us want it even more like so when we win it this year it's going it's going to hit hit way harder you know, oh my, that, that wasn't an if i heard diamador lenore that was a when when we win the super bowl this year yeah when we, when we win the super bowl i got us going all the way you know we've been too close too many times is is this year is that time i like the confidence and the nfc is wide open and you guys have been very close and you know, you've been gracious with your time with me. So obviously I have a lot of love for you and admiration for you. And I hope that you get the job done um, in my in the most unbiased of ways. <laughs> uh, but uh, brother, I appreciate you. Um, happy to see you back out on the field and whatnot. Good luck throughout this entire process. And uh, yeah, we'll talk before we'll talk before training camp for sure. I'm uh, looking forward to these next few months and uh, seeing what San Francisco builds. And uh, we'll see what the season holds, brother. But I appreciate you. Appreciate you. Thank you. All right. Take care, brother.
thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.